Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 93 of Shunya One. Our guest today is Hitesh Malhotra from Nika. He's the head of marketing. We have a really interesting conversation with him about the future of marketing on the online space. In reaction to last week's episode with Pratyush Prasanna, the India head of Point, we asked this question on our Slack channel. Do you think the Indian market is mature enough for smart payment devices to come in? It was an overwhelming yes. I think that clearly lays out the idea that people, we are ready for the smart payment devices to come in. And uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with your show right after this. Hey Tesh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for making it. How's it going for you? Thank you so much for having me over, Shil. I'm having a great time right now. Yes, and I'm glad we could, uh, you know, make the time and uh, fix this up. I know it's a uh, late night in Bombay. I think after the whole day is over, we're finally getting to talk to each other on the show today. Best time to talk. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. In fact, that's what uh, also I wanted to get a quick jump on uh, in the conversation about that. You know, you're a marketer in a fast-growing uh, consumer product company, but it's also a tech company, but it's also a brand. It's there's so many things that you do. What, what uh, could you give everyone listening in a little bit of background about the kind of roles you've played, and then uh, also talk about you know how diverse this sort of uh, this domain entirely is. Well, I started my career in 2005 as a brand marketer, which is basically, in my opinion, a very very uh, right brain centered role. Uh, it started with, you know, you work through agencies and uh, you know. You, your, your main job is to get stuff done. And then eventually from there, I moved into the gamut of digital and performance marketing. I work with some of the leading e-commerce companies in India, Make My Trip, Jabong, and now Nika. And I've kind of worn various hats when it comes to marketing. I've uh, done brand, social media, performance, CRM, which is basically inbound marketing to your existing customer base. Uh, then apart from that, I've done product innovations around marketing, growth marketing as they call it today. Famously, so been through different kinds of grind, but the only thing that has stayed common is the word marketing. Exactly. In fact, yeah. that and that itself was uh, sort of the most confusing of sorts when it comes to all the different roles that you've uh, explained just now. Each of them are so different. Yes. Uh, each of them requires specializations. In fact, now because they involve a lot of tech also. Yeah. Uh, how has how have you seen this changing, and how have you seen? others adopt to it especially given the fact that you know all of these brands you talk about they're they're so diverse themselves they're a tech they're an mm. e-commerce company they're also a brand of let's say uh, of their own products how do you actually go about this and could you explain a little bit of the differences between all of this so um, let's understand the evolution right e-commerce companies were created by techies and uh, where product takes a center stage <coughs> And uh, it was not uh, created or manufactured for marketers, right? The role of marketers came in much later in the in in the in the world of e-commerce or online retailing, and only happened when there was competition, right? So when you don't have anybody in the scenario, you never think of marketers. And then from there, how it started was that essentially e-commerce companies uh, not only um, help in discovery but they help in fulfillment too, mm -hmm. right? So the the trick is that can you get a marketer? who can double up as a sales agent as well, right? And get the fulfillment done. And I think that is where uh, there was a scarcity of talent because, uh, you know, typically in large FMCG companies, you'll have a sales head, a sales unit, and uh, that'll be 
you know divided or you know delegated to different people and then you have a marketing team uh, which protects the brand and creates that aspiration which empowers the sales people or enable sales people what e-commerce did it is it kind of democratized the whole function and you know made it into one so which means uh, you have to think what will sell and how it will sell at the same time uh, you have to ensure that can you be a brand enough that you have a cohort where people come and make purchases uh, you know five to six times a year uh, if you are into basic fmcg and i think that's where the challenge started because uh, you know every role will have different kind of aspirations so where you have these young um, you know fresh graduates or uh, young budding minds from creative schools like mica who would probably look at uh, you know uh, you know a top rated brand lead or brand manager's job in fmcg as their aspiration you know on the other hand you would have these engineers who would probably move into mba function Mm-hmm. and then uh, typically even again in fmcg typically they will start with sales and then try to understand distribution and then eventually move into brand so this makes the ecosystem like very complicated right where is the talent then mm-hmm. so what happens is then a few people you know had to pick take the baton ahead and decide okay that this is new age marketing and pick up what they really want or they think is best at that moment and how that will drive the future of customers i think uh, as i said that the only thing common among uh, thing that is unchanged about my resume is the word marketing which if you backtrack it means psychology of customers and understanding customers in and out right there are tools available right now to study consumer behaviors and understand a lot about customers but at the end of the day like what is your inquisitiveness and what is your curiosity to profile the customer and ensure that what you're communicating is apt so right. that core doesn't change right. but the tools change right, right? again uh, your basic job definition doesn't change but the approach changes or the right. rate or the pace changes right no uh, that thanks for that actually that actually makes a lot of sense when you explain that you know while the domain or the the incentive for doing marketing and the need for marketing is the same it's just that your method has been changing yeah. based on the kind of uh, tool sets that you've had to use given that especially for uh, e-commerce sort of companies or tech based companies uh this job of a product and a marketer or a sales guy and a marketer sort of blended you mentioned right that's actually something which is a, a hard to find skill uh don't you think is given that we are coming from a world where majority marketers were more brand and i think uh, i think it's it's a mix of both skill as well as uh will actually will is a bigger problem not the skill there are people who have it in them uh, to uh, you know fulfill multiple duties but again uh, the will does not permit them to see value in both of them together mm. right so uh, if you have somebody who is very high on the creative side uh, would want to restrict herself to you know someone who's creating this fantastic looking campaigns not uh, going to the last mile or wondering about what happens to the campaign at the uh, sales level or the execution level you know and kind right. of restricting herself to initial metrics which is the exposure or the or the reach of the campaign at the same time you will have the other set of candidates who think that numbers is everything and you know everything in life is a science and and uh, the statistics or uh, the technology or or the analysis dictates every future forecasting of behavior right and everything else remains redundant now these set of customers uh, or these set of candidates will have very strong penchant for uh, you know digging deeper into numbers creating different postulates and hypotheses but forgetting one basic fundamental that probably your campaign is not getting enough clicks or ctrs is because blue does not look as appealing as red uh, you know <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so the aesthetics of it yeah, yeah so the aesthetics of it and i'm just breaking it down into simple words you know yeah. uh, it 
apart from aesthetics there's there is the standardization of communication what are the guidelines your brand adhere to right can people un- recognize your brand in a jiffy like in under 2 seconds said okay this is a communication by nike or a coca cola or a pepsi this is a job of a marketer at large and then therefore it becomes a real issue that would a candidate think that okay should i do i have right now the patience or the rigor to dwell deeper into both the aspects if they do they do really well in life otherwise i do feel that you know if you just focus on one thing on not the other aspect you kind of stagnate in your career so i've had people reporting into me uh, with both kind of skill set who decided to choose to pursue one skill set and kind of found their opportunities outside i st- see them stagnating a little bit because if you are uh, taken in as a performance marketer with no aptitude in aesthetics then the, the brands will never work with you or the content team will never work with you and the other hand uh, you know if you seen somebody who's not catering to numbers and does not have an end goal in mind then the business will not take you seriously yeah right so i mean the question is can you make that will you know to give those extra hours that probably you would have dedicated to reading some blog on google uh, mm. probably hearing a podcast you know <laughs> Uh, can you can hey, you self upgrade? Let's not be slamming <laughs> on podcast listeners. <laughs> can you can you upgrade yourself? Really, I mean, listen to podcast, but really upgrade. Right. I mean, the goal that we're reaching out today is that I get a lot of shares and articles from people that okay, this is great, right? People will share everything about blockchain, which is coming up and going to change the world. No. What are you doing about it, right? So that's like really important. And I'm talking about some really top class executives in my peer network who are sharing these wonderful articles. What are you doing about it? Right, if you're not doing anything about it, stop sharing. Right, I mean, knowledge is as good as it's implemented. Otherwise, I just don't see, uh, you know, uh, the world moving anywhere. It's just this handful of people who take that plunge. Okay, we will fail, I'm sure, but we'll try it. Yeah, creating original content or creating everything original. original content and even changing the way you think or apply anything um, in terms of in, even if your daily job and if you don't challenge yourself there are a lot of people who reach a comfort zone which is like really dangerous right and especially when we are kind of addressing a lot of entrepreneurs right now they have to understand that you know failure is the ultimate part of success right in fact uh, straight away kind of hitting a jackpot in one attempt some is something which is scary because yeah. that means probably you're missing out on something which is a bigger opportunity yeah and and i failed a lot in 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 the departments and the functions that i've headed in marketing but but those failures paved the way for successes which were unparalleled right so the failure rate probably at 30% gives me a 70% success rate that 70% is so big that you don't think about 30% yeah. but the 30% always happens first yeah that's the nature of it in fact uh, since you mentioned right uh, most people who are listening are probably entrepreneurs or already mature entrepreneurs who spend a lot of time yeah. reading or uh, sharing or or maybe who are people who are starting out uh, given that marketing itself is a such a uh, for people who are not you know already uh, skilled into this because of their mba or because of their uh, you know uh, otherwise creative side of schooling uh, if you are a founder you are typically a techie right in this day and age right and you're not uh, you're not aware of how to get started on marketing especially if you're starting a startup or if you're jumping into a new role uh, how do you see or how did you see uh, that you know you getting yourself oriented or how do you what do you recommend to others to get themselves oriented with this i think uh, the first and foremost is that you get need to get your hands dirty i uh, started operating on platforms uh, where my company didn't let me get access to I'll I can quote one example Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working in a corporation and the company did not believe in the efficacy of Facebook ad because in those days only right-hand side units were available. Mm-hmm. So they would say, why should we invest in a in an inventory which is a 0.06% CTR vis-a-vis a paid search, which is at least a 1% CTR or maybe some level of display advertising, which is again 0.3% CTR. So we're talking about a scale CTR, which is like one-fifth or one-tenth. So, so it was not approved. So I barely had a credit card with a 35,000 rupees limit those days. Mm. So I put in my credit card and I started advertising things from my money, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, ethically, this is not correct. You can't advertise your company assets from your money, but how do you otherwise prove it? Right. So actually, I had to start it that way and, you know, could see... Uh, could show results that you know the world is just not about CTR that I get on that what is the incremental reach in terms of eyeballs that I'm getting which is damn cheap as compared to the cost per thousand impressions on any other media so I said yeah. okay let's look at a different metric let's look at it as primarily like a cookie building building activity let's get people onto the website eventually or let at least get some exposure of this ad so that we can collate all this audience and let's see what we're going to do about yeah. this later on I had no idea about it yeah. so I started with that I I I never expected, anticipated. I just thought this money is gone for toss. But somewhere in my mind, I thought, okay, if I can show some results, maybe I can later on claim it as a reimbursement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, probably. Yeah. And then that's a bet I took and I started working really hard. Now, it was my own money, right? right? So my optimization is to optimize my own money otherwise. I mean, who's going right. to pay me anything in that? Right. So that's how it started for me. And and uh, till now, uh, you know, I, I still meet some of the leaders of this company and they keep thanking me about the fact that, uh, you know, you have to take this such drastic steps to make them believe that, uh, you know, social media advertising works. So I think, uh, you know, you have to get your hands dirty, take the plunge and, uh, and, and prove it uh, to the world that whatever you're thinking about or whatever your uh, ideology is or whatever the path that you've taken, it works. Nice. So if you don't do that, if you just delegate, get a couple of people Tell them, okay, do it and tell them how it works. They don't have enough motivation to make you successful. Yeah. Right. They've not joined the company for that. The point is you make them successful and you succeed. Right. right? This is one thing which everybody needs to understand. So I think for me, uh, this is probably the building blocks of how I look at approaches that if I can't solve it, I should not like just lean on other people in my team to solve it and, you know, magically come out with a solution or output. So mm. this is this approach has really helped me, and I think that you know this is the only way. I mean, get your hands dirty and get into everything that you can. I mean, if today uh, you know you can Google any disease, eventually, I mean, the result is cancer by courtesy <laughs> WebMD. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm sure you can Google any other aspects as well, right? So use knowledge and information to do something, not just to retain uh, or share a little bit of information. Right. No, it's very practical. In fact, the, even even though uh, for most people, it's sort of scary that should I even run a Facebook campaign yeah. of my own, even if it were my own startup, yeah. right? I don't know whether like you, anyone would think like you, like you said, uh, this is my own money or yeah. my company's money. It's probably gone. I don't know what's happening. Uh, and that's why they go outside, look to hire professionals, look to hire agencies, look to hire people who have done this before and help them with this. But uh, I think in this day of uh, where marketing is a little more measurable or, or rather yeah. it's uh, it's accountable uh, more than it was in the earlier yes. days, uh, that's some exactly where you would say people should go ahead and uh, try experiment. Is that what you're recommending? I think uh, people should experiment. Marketing was always attributable. Yeah. Be it today, be it, uh, you know, uh, the evolution of TV ads or uh, the evolution of agencies per se, right? 
the point is either you will have believers and or you will have non-believers right. in their attribution right attribution was always there right so I, I don't agree with some of the experts who say that you know marketing is a spray and pray and you know you really don't know what's happening mm. the intent is to believe there's always something happening and you have to look at numbers and maybe it doesn't make sense to you right now but at least keep your mind open right. so what digital has enabled is that it has created a common language for everybody. A click means mm. click, a CDR means CDR, a view through means view through for everyone. And people understand that. But having said that, you know, uh, it, it can go to the other side of the frontier and be misused as well. For example, mm. a lot of agencies that you can probably today hire, they will say we wouldn't want to optimize on, say, cost per order. We'll probably optimize on the reach and the clicks. Right. And then suddenly you don't realize that you fall into this big abyss of fraud clicks or again, massive fraud detection, which is happening. And uh, what are you optimizing on in the end? Right. So your goal kind of completely gets lost in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it takes you to the other side. So I believe that keep your trust on. So if you've hired an expert in marketing, right, it's a call that you've already taken. Now leave it to her or him that, you know, how she shows the attribution to you. But once she shows the attribution, don't dismiss it. I mean, find a reason to believe and pursue. Hmm. And uh, that's what I keep telling everybody that marketing is a neuroscience and will always be, right? It's not something which uh, people just think that it's come out of an art form. Hmm. It's a very deep neuroscience where art is a component to it. So um, today there are common languages, but again, people make fool out of you around that. Hmm. So make sure that what your end goal is, why you want to have a marketing in place. Firstly, in your company, what is it that you want to achieve? Okay, I want to get more eyeballs. I want to get more customers. I want to get acquisition at a cheaper cost in a very competitive environment. Mm. When you do that, whomsoever you hire, let us set up the parameters. Let us set up the KRS. Let us set up the reporting for you and go with it. Go with that trust. One of the reasons probably I've done uh, good for myself in Nike is because I report to the founder. And founder has always trusted me with the way I operate. And the way I report and the way I attribute and which is like really important. My attributions are not uh, completely in line with what the industry was up to mm -hmm. because I always uh, gave an assistant conversion factor, which the industry was very unaware about back in 2015. What do you mean by that? So assistant conversion would be that, okay, you start a Google campaign or a YouTube campaign and you see that people who clicked on the ad per se converted at 1.2%. So you're saying, okay, you spent 100 bucks and you earned about 1500. The assistant conversion is that what is the likelihood of a person who's come free to your website, which you're counting as a zero cost without looking at the Google and or after looking at the Google ad, mm. right? So these are, for example, that if today I was not spending say $100 on Google ads, I would have probably got certain organic traffic. Right. Mm. Would they have converted at the same rate than the ones who have come after I ran the ad? Mm. Now, this is really important because a lot of advertisement is creating this intent in your mind, right? So you talk about the usual customer funnel of, you know, you talk about awareness, then you talk about acquisition or you talk about retention. What is the role that channel is playing? It's something which I was attributing from the time I joined this company, right? Right. If my founder didn't believe in that, she would have said your last click is terrible. So Stop that, investing in this. That's not exactly contradictory, but that sets up a tension with what you were discussing earlier, right? This idea of uh, looking at cost per order versus looking at cost of exposure. Now, if you are talking about assisted in the sense yeah. of trying to increase reach to uh, increase conversions down the line, does that, uh, how, how, how do you play those two things? Assisted conversion is not increasing reach. Assisted okay. converging is a factor of the channel you're investing in and what oh. is the communication on the channel. Okay. Right. Uh, an assistant conversion from a YouTube video, hmm. which talks about waterproof makeup during monsoon 
even without spending extensively will give you a much better uh, conversion rate or a roi on any organic traffic which is coming on without looking at this video hmm. so people who have no idea about waterproof makeup they will right. still be searching for it on your website so it's not still coming from the, it's not like uh, playing into the whole funnel math it, 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 this is separate things where you're doing in like content space within that kind of um it's so actually everything is a funnel math okay. but the 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 main issue here is where do you place your investment or your time in that funnel right right so a video is a factor of both right is video is factor of my artistic investments or my ideas or my brain investment at the same time if i'm boosting it so obviously there's money is into it right. right where do i place it in the funnel this is like really important mm-hmm. so a lot of people will spend money they will be writing scripts and they'll be making videos and then they'll publish it and then they'll say oh we put the link in description we didn't get any revenue out of it right. so they're just looking at one part of the funnel it didn't really happen then some people will say okay i spent 2000 dollars on it and i got a cost per thousand of say uh, $8 or $9 dollars visa v i could have got a $6 dollar cost per thousand on facebook hmm. so my reach is also expensive right now these they cover two part of it but what essentially they forgot is that the middle part which is a consideration state hmm. right how does it really get impacted over there right are you the sponsor or are you the the leader of an education which is not there in the market hmm. right are you taking that space right now right because if you take that space what the the results will show in outstanding engagement hmm. and if your results show in outstanding engagement it is attributable to the uh, the consideration part a lot which is not really measurable right it's it's not it's not it's not measurable but it's readable Yeah. Right. It's it's something that you can look at it and you really see. You'll think, oh wow, I didn't know about it. I should go and check it out now. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you'd probably see, you know, in terms of the total sentiments that you're raising out of this, or what is the flow of the hashtag that you kind of spreading or eman- emancipated from the content that you created. So uh, there's a lot of uh, you know experiments which go into uh, creating this whole uh, you know pyramid or spectrum of using content as commerce. Yeah. Right. Which I talk yeah. to a lot of people about that. You know. Uh, you know. Still, people are talking about the discussion of the old world that I am not able to attribute investment and content to the business. Correct. Right. And then I say, okay. Then just tell me one thing: that uh, does your business look better when you are not doing any content or not? Hmm. No, I don't. That's the easiest control yeah, group. Too. That's the easiest control group, right? <laughs> I mean, I just tell them, okay, uh, close it, close all your experiments, don't do any content. Now tell me, does your business look better? If it doesn't look better, and with content looks better, then tell me that the way it looks better is it more than the investment that you made in content? They say, yeah. I said, then just go for it. No? Yeah. I yeah. mean, what is there to lose? I'm not even putting you in a complex world of getting different analytics tool or getting social media listing tools. But if pure apple for apple, there is something better you see on, on a slightly smaller investment, hmm. then just go for it. So I think that's also part of the learning which uh, the new age marketer has to know, right? The, yes. They. There is an impact of everything they do, yeah. whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's a social media post, Instagram, whatever. The while the measurable parts of these channels are very detailed, and there are tools and uh, platforms and measure, and there's money and numbers, decimal places all the way yeah. down. The overall impact is you're saying uh, something which you have to, like inherently you have to know that this has changed the game for me or this has. That's the reason this. I always encourage businesses to have a panel. Yeah. Right and not uh, lean on uh, the Nielsen's or the Milward Brown of the world. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do anything different than what you can do with your own consumer panel. So always one percent to two percent of your total 
uh, transacting consumer base should be your panel that you sh- that is ready to uh, answer questions when you reach out to them. Give feedback. Uh, yes, and, give yeah. feedback, and you know uh, it could be incentive based or non incentive based depending on you know what their aspiration is. But always keep at least two to two point five percent of your customer database as your ready panel all the time, and keep mm-hmm. talking to them regularly, right? Even if it means like an email survey a month, phone call in two months. or maybe one focus group discussion in 3 months hmm. keep doing that because that is the only way where you validate uh, the most complex part of marketing hmm. right that is this uh, brand exercise worth it or hmm. is this communication spiel worth it right so those are very difficult questions which you know there's no tool in the world that can throw out hmm. but it's better to extrapolate um, you know the panel that you create and the the panel should be representative of all kind of customers yeah. so if you have affluent customers if you have must each prestige customers you have tier 2 tier 3 customers tier 1 customers or you have uh, ios customers android customers have a panel for every segment that you've created internally yeah. or every segment that really matters to you and uh, as i said at nike does not do any rocket science our reach out to a panel is extremely strong i mean i can show it to you right away on my phone it's on my telegram group yeah Right. Wow. So, so that technology is available. I actually talk to my Telegram group every day, okay. every single day. I actually uh, ask them questions like, "Hey guys, we put this new lipstick as free offer. We put this last November. Why it's not working? It worked that time. Why? Why the sales are not, uh, you know, anywhere close to what we achieved in the previous November sale? And whole day spending with the data analytics team could not give me a simple answer that this is not the shade of the season." Wow! Right, yeah. we have moved on from that. Right, yeah. we don't want this formulation, and we don't want this. This looks like little LS. <laughs> right, so that little LS right. is no analytics which can kind of give you that right. kind of feedback. Right. Right? Analytics will give you okay. People added to cart didn't make purchase. Product viewed, <laughs> add to cart similar as last sale. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, how do you define this is LS? I can't carry the share anywhere. People will say you are a last season woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So these, this is the things, and I, I got the answer like actually in seconds around that because mm-hmm. the panel is so active on my Telegram group that you know they're really, really are supportive of each other and supportive of us. That's and nice. and and they really uh, value that we value them. Right. Right. So uh, sometimes you know, the, everything that I run on a Telegram group is actually it's it's not incentivized. It's just a conversation. Yeah. And uh, they also tell me that they feel good that they have access to. the chief marketing officer the chief product officer or, or even the the different brand teams who are like talking to the uh, the fmcg clients directly so they feel good about it right. they feel good when their feedback is incorporated yeah and this is very important i mean you're doing this at scale yes. at as a brand as a big company like nike yes uh, and even at the is... cost of being overwhelmed so many times of getting messages or dms uh, during odd hours but i take it as a part of my job yeah. and i've been honest about it that you know guys please forgive me if i answer back late but telegram is not some this group is not something i'm checking regularly right and they respect that they understand that too right and this is such this is actually common advice given to all founders even at the smallest stage right that yeah. your first set of product market fit itself will be found yeah. when you talk to your customers yes. uh, not time. from the data dashboards not at all i mean yeah. data will look probably as the same for most of the startups it won't yeah. change or won't uh, you know uh, differ too much unless your product is absolutely differentiated yeah. unless you just discover a new ethereum or a new bitcoin <laughs> it's not going to be drastically different at in, all in fact that brings me to another aspect of your job and, uh, and, and the role like this right which is also understanding these uh, you mentioned one thing that the common language of uh, 
telemetry to in today's mm. day and age like CTR or CPA or whatever everything is sort of common but there are also a lot of new platforms and new waves that keep coming right i mean there's this whole the influencer marketing thing is going on and it's rampant now now there is uh, snapchat was something for mm. a while then there is now i mean tiktok is blowing up how do you uh, how do you see yourself adapting to all of these especially if you as a person aren't a user like if you can't put yourself in the shoes of the consumer how do you actually understand these I mean, and the behavior uh, here in this country there will be a space for everybody there will be instagram there will be snapchat for kids and i see a lot of kids uh, actually under 16 who make some content there'll be a tiktok for a, again different kind of audience which uh, you know is creating like terabytes of content every minute and it's got about like more than 60 million users in india now and then there'll be glidden as well which is a extra madle dating site wow there okay. is everything there is there is space for everything in this country the internet explosion has happened the commerce explosion has not happened yet right yeah. so we have to understand where we stand as a country right so the, this 300 million people who are armed with smartphones right they they will be spending most of the hours on the phone right and and they will engage in what they deem best for them right it could be watching a regional bhojpuri song on youtube or maybe creating some content on tiktok so depending on what your offering is you have to go wherever your consumer is and you know kind of if you can't step onto the consumer shoes then at least uh, you know don't try to look around for a shoe for yourself right <laughs> at least go out there and see in the mall that which is the kind of shoe that consumer wears right so i don't have to fit into a user of a person making content for tiktok i can't Right. right i'm i'm on instagram i love instagram and i can relate to instagram but at the same time i will spend a lot of hours scanning uh, tiktok and seeing what suits and what works really for them because that's my job right, right. it's a part of my job so i think india uh, will accommodate a lot of these technologies uh, they're here to stay and uh, we have the ott platforms which are going to become the next big advertising platform that's the, going to be a huge wave people are taking out their content from youtube and kind of hosting it on their own proprietary platforms yeah. so hosting original ip is a big game advertising on that will be a bigger game all these guys will be sitting on a paid subscription of like 15 to 20% and each of them will be sitting on 150 million user base in the next few years so we are talking about serious consumer uh, data interaction happening and if your brand is not present there then again you'll be missing out on the boat so uh, i think go wherever the customer is this country will accommodate a lot of these uh, different engagement tools because people have to find uh, how to engage with their phone for probably 6 hours a day Yeah, right with, with fill the, the time with fill the time with the kind of data cost which is there right now yeah. uh, shopping is no more uh, you know need it's in recreation actually yeah you're sitting is. in the night 1am you're not able to sleep you don't know what to do open an app and try shopping yeah. and you suddenly <laughs> feel that it's the same uh, thrill which i'm getting that which i get looking at netflix yeah. and not everybody will have access to netflix so they probably can shop wow on that note i think we're going to take a quick break come back and talk some more All right, welcome back. How how has that changed life in general though? I mean, when this did not exist, what were people doing and what have they filled their time with? Like as a marketer, you worry about this. They used to this? talk to each other. They used to go out on dates. <laughs> they used to give teddy bear and roses to each other, a bouquet of roses. They would probably uh, hold hands and walk across the sea beach. Right. And uh, that again that as humans we saw a lot of value in that. 
and today we see a lot of value in you know sitting with your partner but engaged on shopping site individually <laughs> or you know sending some uh, product links to each other hey what do you think about this or maybe a smiley or making a story and putting on instagram so i mean uh, it will it will keep changing and uh, you know where people find their entertainment it's always dynamic it always uh, is something which people look up to and uh, again anything that sets up as a culture Mm-hmm. right you can't fight it i mean all these become a part of your culture mm-hmm. right now uh, in india it's a culture to uh, create stories on instagram and show what my life is up to yeah and in certain countries it's a culture to you know again uh, record content or create content and you know upload it and show exhibit your talent and crowdsource funding around it be it the kickstarter mm-hmm. platform or be it uh, the talent house platform mm-hmm. so i think when something becomes a part of your culture just just go with it accept it mm-hmm. i i might not like it personally but i'm a part of that culture now yeah, yeah. right so it's just go with that in, in fact a lot of brands are also going the other way because of the saturation point it so it seems that uh, you know all of technology has allowed marketers uh, access to that you're being bombarded as a consumer from all angles everywhere it's not just the ad networks anymore it's the real content it's the actual wherever yeah. i am the brand is sort of influencing me uh, a lot of brands have taken the opposite stance they've they've chosen to go dark or they've chosen to say switch your phone off or go outside or things like that i mean is this all part of a cyclical behavior is somewhat fake to me i mean like that the I, brands which are telling you to do that are brands which are they have a lot of money maybe in the banks or they no, probably are thinking in, that okay i can't compete right now yeah. So I rather be the good Samaritan, <laughs> right? It's like uh, me saying that you know, ah, you know, I don't believe in technology. This is creating cancer waves. I will not keep a smartphone. Yeah, you know, even like you know, guys like Apple and uh, Google, both of them are doing this, right? They they say that, hey, you know, you should shut your phone after a certain amount of app usage, or you should do this and do that. Yeah. But they 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 don't incentivize that really. I mean, they just Google just recorded like a very low quarter profit recording, and I mean, the advertising business is down. Let's see how much more they can say about it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, realities keep changing. All I all, all I want to tell all the entrepreneurs over here is that it's good to. be observant good it's good to observe what's going around you don't be influenced as an entrepreneur right and a lot of people who keep comparing us to china this is what china has achieved and it is really ridiculous right i mean 60 70% of china uh, the, the affluent people are living in one coast of china hmm. and they're literally spread across like 100 pin codes right and look at this country where you have affluent people split around 4000 pin codes you'll have uh, affluence in sikkim you'll have affluence in jalandhar probably there are more mercedes cars in bombay has and then they have affluence in ahmedabad surat going down uh, then you have in telangana then you have in chennai right now the think about it this is the affluent customer which i'm talking about i'm not even reached mass stage mm-hmm. spread across thousands of pin codes thousands of kilometers right so the reality of any uh, business is basically the supply chain the delivery the last mile mm-hmm. such a big challenge then why what is the point comparing this market to china Hmm. I right. never heard that happen. before. That's really interesting. Yeah, actually. I mean, I mean, all affluent Chinese are they're residing in those hundred pin codes. No, well, I, I buy it. Simple I and, and it, everything yeah. else, everything else, China doesn't care about. Yeah, they don't really care about everything, so they don't have this, uh, you know, policy of okay, like how we didn't think that okay, let's take everybody along. Yeah, right. It's a it's a different mindset. There is a power of choice that we have, and we should really value it. I've studied hmm. in US. I've gone for exchange program to China, and today I can say the biggest aspect about India is that a guy probably does not have access to life basics has the power to change the. government hmm. right and that's a really really big aspect i mean you look at how uh, a user and elections going on right now and you see how the thinking on average man again you know may not be affluent or may not even have access to food three times a day uh, is is so well informed on which government he wants to live with 
right so this this can't be underrated and it's no point comparing yourselves to what's happening in china or happening in us and europe it's a different market just if if your business is for india talk to indians and just make it work the way you know an india entrepreneur should there a lot of values uh, i seen in the, some of the old age entrepreneurs in india be it the dabas or be tatas mm-hmm. uh, and you know there's a lot we can borrow from them fact like unit economics if your business is not profitable at unit level it will never be profitable at any level <laughs> right so uh, the economies of scale uh, can't happen unless you're really selling a soap like hindustan unilever mm-hmm. otherwise nothing else can get you the economy scale that you're actually envisioning yeah. so i think these are some basics you should like really stick to awesome all right any any uh, last thoughts for people you want to uh, who are listening in and of course if you could also mention your Twitter handle or LinkedIn or wherever you want to, wherever you're accessible. If people want to I give think, you feedback, I think I uh, think I'm reachable on Twitter. So my handle is at the rate Hitesh Malhotra. It's simple, at the rate my name only. And uh, I'm I'm happy to uh, you know help people if they need any guidance in terms of how to set up their marketing structures. I don't charge any fee, but yes. I can't give more than seven minutes explaining this as well. <laughs> so I'll be fair on my part. That's so why you listen to the podcast. Yeah. About forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's getting to a large number of people. Seven minutes for one person. So, in seven yeah. minutes, I can at least listen to you for five minutes about your business, and the next two minutes, I'll tell you that initially, what is the marketing approach you need to take? There are a lot of questions I get. Should I hire an agency? Should I get an expert at a six-figure salary to begin with, or uh, should I get a bunch of kids? You know, and let them be how they. want to run it so all i can say is that you know uh, if you tell me your objective then i can tell you what is the best uh, you know measure according to me that you should be taking at that point of time but again you know remember what i said that the first 30% is the failure part right but 70% would be success part but you have to wait a little bit for it yeah Awesome! Thank you yeah. so much, Hitesh. I think Thank we just you. we got a we got the whole we got a master course uh, master course on <laughs> in what we could fit in the forty minutes. Yeah. But thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And just Thank a you. reminder, everybody, please do uh, submit your names for the Slack channel if you'd like to participate over there. Send us an email by going to ivmpodcast.com/slash/unia1. There's a button over there saying "I want to join the Slack channel." Click that. Send us your email, and we'll send you an invitation. Also, please do a rating or a review iTunes or TuneIn or Stitcher or Southland or Wherever you can, and that helps us too. Absolutely, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.